0: anything, what I want to be doing is listening to God for wisdom. I want to be able to do the right thing. Amen? That's kind of what we want for ourselves as well, to be able to do the right thing, to be able to go in the right direction. And in order for that to happen, in order for God to speak to our hearts, sometimes we just need to be still and listen. And I've found as well That when I stop and when I'm just listening to God and when I'm just kind of alone and by myself and just trying to figure out and listen to God, that I become more led than I become driven. Sometimes we get driven by the urgent, don't we? There will always be something urgent taking place in our lives that will take us away from God. The other thing is this. I owe it to my congregation to not be the person who has everything together, but to be the person who stands up every week who is totally in love with Jesus. I think that that helps more. I find that if I'm alone with God, and if if I'm not alone with God, I'm not able to receive from God so that I can give to you. So it becomes important. So with all of that in mind, God put something on my heart about a month and a half ago as I was listening. And, And it was based on the fact that I believe that this Christmas God wanted to put Impart healing, freedom, empowerment upon his people. Not only that, just as I was alone, I just felt that God was saying there are a number of people in the congregation who are hungry, hungry for something real. And if you have a God who wants to give us things when we are hungry, and a group that is hungry, all that needs to be done is an opportunity for God to move. And so, for all that, that Conversation that was happening in my head, this is where this sermon was birthed. And so, if you're listening online or you're here for the first time and you're saying, What's this guy talking about? We're at the last part of a series which is called Hunger. And it stems from the fact that I think that God is desiring to move in his people. And many times, before God moves in his people, he first makes them hungry. So the question I have and the question I've had for the last um, three weeks prior to this is, are you hungry? What are you hungry for? We talked about hungry for physical healing first week. We talked about hunger for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit two weeks ago. Last week, we talked about hunger for reconciliation. Today, I want to talk about hunger for deliverance. So I'll have a number of scriptures that I wanted to throw by you. And, and I always understand this when I'm, when I'm doing this type of a sermon, that it is important to understand and know the Word of God and use the Word of God so that it is in context. I don't want to be here giving you scriptures that are out of context. That's an important thing, don't you think? Like, like I remember a story of a, a, of a pastor, a minister, who was visiting someone in the congregation. He goes up to the door. He knocks on the door. And he sees that the lights are on, and it seems like there's other things there. So it looks like there's not, it's not like there was nobody that was home. There was someone that was home, and he knocks a couple times, doesn't get an answer. So he thought he would be smart, and he took out his card, and he wrote down, Revelations 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Thought he'd be funny. Didn't hear from him, so he puts it in the door. So a couple days go by, and Sunday morning, he comes into his office, and that exact same that exact same card was in his door of his office with this scripture read on it. Genesis chapter 3.10, which says this, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid that I was naked. <laughs> so, you know, you got to stick true to the word of God. Hunger, hunger, for, hunger for deliverance. Christmas is all about deliverance. You stop and think about it. The whole message of Christmas deals with the fact that God saw the fact that we were lost in our sin with no hope and he comes in human form so that he can die for our sins and we were delivered from our sin. Galatians chapter 4, 4, one of the main verses that I've used here is that at the appointed time, God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who are under the law so we might receive the adoption of sons and daughters. It was, it was God's delivering hand. I like the way First Peter says it in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 27. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. There was a healing that took place in our lives. It wasn't a physical healing, but it was a healing nonetheless. It was a spiritual healing which was needed for us and for mankind I like the way Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 says. It says, He rescued us from the dominion of darkness, brought us out of darkness into the son, to the son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So that leads us to the fact that there's a God who wants to deliver you and deliver me. It leads us to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 says, the Lord, Now the Lord is the Spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. I think it's the King James version or another version that says liberty, the fact that God wants to free us from a situation which is not good. It leads us to ask a question: Does God heal us if it's not a physical healing? A lot of times when we talk about healing, that's the first thing that comes to our mind. Well, God wants to heal me of this broken arm. He wants to heal me of, of this disease that is in my body. But does, that, does God limit himself to physical healing? No. God heals in every avenue. What if it's a hurt from the past? What if it's an experience that happened to you a long time ago? You haven't gotten over it. Well, the scripture's all over that. One verse is Psalm 147.3. It says he heals the brokenhearted. He binds up his wounds. If you're here and you're brokenhearted, that scripture is something that you can hold on to. He wants to deliver you from the things of the past. Well, that also includes addiction. You know, we, we, we are living in a, in a community which is inundated with addiction. And many times within the church, we deal with the strongholds of addiction. It might be a private addiction that absolutely nobody knows about. And if anyone found out about it, we would be horrified. Or maybe it's the fact that, that there's a gambling addiction that takes place in our lives. Or you're addicted to painkillers or smoking or alcohol or drugs. Maybe it's my dependence on money and my propensity to spend when I shouldn't spend. Or, or maybe it's the fact that, that I eat too much after supper. It can hit all of us. I wish I hadn't come to this room. This is going to hit me somewhere along the way here. And what about emotional pain? Does God deliver the emotional pain that I carry with me every day? Does Does he carry the things that I've inherited from my parents? Well, my dad was an angry man. I'm an angry man, kind of noticing that my son is an angry boy. Nothing I can do about that, Pastor. It's just part of my personality. I'm a worry ward. My mother was a worry ward. It's just part of the fact that that's part of my personality. There's nothing I can do about my personality. What about about those things? The triple A threat to the soul. Arrogance, anger, anxiety. All those things. Can God heal me of depression? Can he heal me of ADD, attention deficit disorder, or or post-traumatic stress disorder or this, this nightmare of bipolar that, that somehow exists within me. I don't know how I got there. What about this lonely place that I find myself? Can God heal me of those things? This is my thought. That if God can heal a broken, a broken leg, if he can heal a cancerous tumor, then I think that he can heal a broken life and he can heal a broken heart. And he can heal a broken mind. And he can heal a broken past. And I think that these are something, things that we need to bring about today as we begin to talk about the fact that God is a God who delivers us. And Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 27 says this, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? And if there's a scripture that you want to hang on to, this is the one. This is the one that I'm hoping because I believe if God were to give some of us a gift and if we were to silently say, God, if you could deliver me from this bondage in my life, if if you can deliver me from this thing that has held me down for so many years, that would be the greatest Christmas present that you could possibly give. And so, and something so vast When you're talking about addiction, when you're talking about emotional illness, when you're talking about issues in terms of the mental realm, that's pretty vast. But I've come to realize that the solution is the same. That all of these things that hold us back need to continually be taken to the cross of Christ. And as I've prayed over this, I realize that we need to surrender three things particularly to the Lord. And if you can surrender these three things... I believe that you can go a long way in living a life of victory. You see, you're delivered from Christ when you get saved. But as you go along, there's lots of things that God continues to take out of our lives. The first thing is this, surrendering to your shackle. What's a shackle? Well, if you had a ball and a chain strapped to you, that would be a physical shackle. But there are shackles, we all know, in our lives that hold us in the exact